Hey, everybody, this is Steve. And Cassidy. And we're at home in North Iowa. We're realtors with Century 21 Preferred, offering you modern real estate solutions. Hey, Cass, how's it been going? Good. How are you? Uh, you know, we're uh, we're full on into summer. Uh, we had our first kind of real heat wave this week, so that was uh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Sweaty everywhere, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's been it's been good. Summer's been going pretty well. Um, we're just going to be finishing up our, our uh, Scholastic mountain bike season, and uh, that went off really well this year. We had we had a lot of a lot of new kids, a lot of new faces. So that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been biking, but just Peloton. Peloton. You yeah. Know you, can, you have a bike that you can ride outside, right? Yeah, I do too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The kids love it, but they kind of start fighting back there together because Tegan is not for the bike. I've been trying to teach her to bike and it's just full on tears. She doesn't want to do it. I'm like, can you really not do this? You know what we should do is have my daughter hook up with her because yes. kids do better with. Yeah. Like I'm like, I think kids. it's because I'm teaching her. Yep. You know what I mean? Because anything coming from the parents is so much more difficult. Right. And I also don't have patience. I'm like, get on that freaking bike and <laughs> pedal your legs. <laughs> I wonder the why she doesn't are probably like, it. like, oh my God. <laughs> DHS is going to be knocking on your door. Yeah, right. Uh, it just drives me crazy. It's like, it's not that hard, but she's so heavy to pull because she's like 41 pounds and Landon's 30 pounds. Plus the weight of the bike, you know, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You probably get a pretty good workout in. Oh yeah, I do. You should try riding over to Clear Lake with with that whole setup. Yeah. Yeah. I should do that. (laughs) I'll call. Does anybody want to pick me up? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how's the, how's the home selling business been going? Good. I think it's really important in this podcast that maybe we educate like everyone on what's going on with the market right now, how Mm -hmm. it's kind of starting to shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, for a while there, we could definitely get cocky with our pricing and stuff, but that's definitely not the case right now. Interest rates, you know, talk to your lenders and stuff, but they're fluctuating, kind of going up from where we were like, say a year year ago, ago, even. Um, so, and I mean, I'm sure everyone hears about that in the news too, but you know, the, I just feel like we definitely need to price things right now. We can't try to get cocky on our pricing and go higher than what we, you know, think we can't really like push it right now. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that w- we still have a lack of inventory, mm-hmm. uh, but I also think that there's less less buyers mm-hmm. potentially. You know, um, yeah, uh, that hundred to one hundred and fifty is still yeah. super hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I think getting getting those prices in check is going to be pretty key. Yeah, um, it's kind of a weird market right now. I, like I personally, since I've been in real estate, have not seen a market like this. Um, so I just think that it's super important that we educate people on what's going on because it's not your typical, it's not going back to your typical market now. Right. You know what I mean? So it's really smart to, you know, put yourself with realtors like us that would do the professional photos and the virtual tours and potentially staging if that needs to be done, anything that can go above and beyond to set you apart. Because like you said, there is less buyers out there. I think interest rates play a role in that too. So you kind of have to get strategic a little bit more. Yes. And for those listeners out there too, talking about interest rates, you know, they're, they're jumping between five, five and a half, Mm -hmm. like Cass said, talk to your local lenders, but that's still not a terrible interest rate. You know? No, I mean, when, when it's I not. It's started, just people, I think, are shell-shocked by it because we were at like twos yeah. a year and a half ago. So 
I think that people are like, whoa, oh my gosh, that's horrible. But really, the interest rates are still good historically oh, yeah. speaking. But um, obviously, that rise is kind of like it's scary. Yeah, people. yeah, it's it's scaring people. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's really smart to partner up with realtors that are going to get strategic on their marketing, um, that are going to be good at pricing your house. Like, don't go with just any you know anybody that doesn't mm-hmm. really understand you know, this market and just pricing houses correctly and stuff. Houses still have to appraise. They do. And that right there, that's a good point, Steve. This year alone, I've had the most issue with houses appraising. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I I had called an appraiser once uh, just to get his opinion. And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, isn't this your job? Yeah. That's literally (laughs) all you do. And he goes, the the prices go up. The price per square foot goes up every single time I do a uh, an appraisal right now. And I yeah. was like, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, I think it's starting to like just kind of level out a little bit more, which is good. We needed that shift a little bit because we it wasn't sustainable at the rate it was going. It really yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. I'm just hoping that it doesn't shift too quickly and that we can kind of get it to just stay leveled out like this. Yep. And then we'll kind of shift back to our regular market. But yeah. currently speaking, this is not a regular market. <laughs> no, so <laughs> No, no. It's not the new norm. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, all you listeners are in for a treat today. We're going to be talking with Day Peace. He's uh, he's a comedian. He just uh, got a number one record on iTunes. That and, is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Well, welcome everybody. We are here with Mr. Day Peace. Uh, thanks for joining us, Day. Well, thank you for, for having us. me. I appreciate it very much. I like that you have your shoes off. You're so I know. comfortable. I know. <laughs> I'm jealous right now. You have now. to get comfy. Do you have your shoes <laughs> oh, off too? <laughs> this is the shoe off studio. Yeah, exactly. I just showered if it makes it better. <laughs> I showered like three days ago, yeah, so we're it's good. it's fine. That's we're what good. the smell is. <laughs> so, Dave, we try to start the podcast off with like kind of a little bit about your background. Um, are you are you from the North Iowa area? No, not at all. No, oh, not oh. even a little bit. Okay. Originally from Detroit, Michigan, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what what? Uh, what and when brought you to uh, Lake Lake Mills, right? Oh, geez. Um, so originally from Detroit, Michigan, I went from there to Minnesota for college and then uh, dropped out after 30 days because you, <laughs> you have to pay them, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. And I just at that moment in my life, I felt like going back to Detroit would have been like a huge failure. So I stayed in Minnesota and met a girl and found a job. And that job eventually moved me to uh, Mason City, Iowa. And that relationship didn't work out. (laughs) So um, I was actually at a point where I was managing a retail store, Finish Line, at the South Bridge Mall. And they had two options for me, either Grand Forks, North Dakota, or uh, Mason City, Iowa. And the relationship had ended. And I was like, just get me out of here. I'll go wherever. And I got transferred here, met another girl. And I didn't want to be here no more. <laughs> so uh, I put in a transfer for Arizona, went out to Arizona. My my then girlfriend, now wife, went with me. We've been in Arizona for about six years. And, you know, start having babies. You start missing the family. And, and that's essentially what got me back here. So we moved back about six years ago to Lake Mills, Iowa, which is where she is from. 
Okay. Okay. Well, that makes makes sense on the Lake Mills connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one just chooses that. Detroit place. to Lake Mills. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing the finish line thing when you move back. Obviously, I, I, at that point, finish line wasn't around anymore. I'm assuming in, in Southbridge when you moved back. Well, nothing well, really no, was. <laughs> yeah. Nothing was. Like, yeah. It amazes me. They have four stores there. Like, <laughs> just like Victoria's Secret left. You know, like know. they were lifers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> They were. Uh, trade home was a lifer to me, I thought as well. So um, yeah, no, it, it it didn't work out. But that's where I initially started comedy, actually in Arizona. So it was one of those, you know, pooper get off the pot, and I started it, and I just really haven't uh, looked back. And actually, moving back here is one of the best things to happen uh, for my comedy career, believe it or not, just because it it became the main source of income, the only source of income, and it sort of forced me to you know, put myself out there and go for it. So uh, since moving back, it's been the only thing that I've been I've been doing. You jumped into comedy in Arizona. So at some point you were like, all my friends tell me that I'm funny. I'm going to I'm going to yeah, get up on stage. Like, how, how did you how did you get the the courage to do that that first time? Do you remember it the first time? Oh, definitely. Well, here's the story. Like there's there's several different stories because I, I've done comedy a lot in 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 my life. Um, I remember when I was in middle school, I did like the talent show and I got on stage and I did well. They were none of my jokes. I did not do an original joke whatsoever. The first time I ever got on stage was in Minnesota when I moved there for that brief time at Acme Comedy Club. And that did not go well. It was not a great set. (laughs) Someone convinced me to get up. And the first things they wanted me to say was ask if anybody was from Grand Forth, North Dakota. And there was a lot of people from, from <laughs> North Dakota, and they wooed and they hollered. And then I had to go say, screw North, <laughs> North Dakota. And they, I lost the crowd. They were not with me after that. So it took me a whole year before I got back on stage after that. And I tried open mics. Then I moved. So I'm in Mason City now. And I'm like, hey, I've, I've been on stage like six times. Let's do comedy <laughs> shows out here. And we tried to do comedy shows out here. But again, it's Mason City, Iowa. We're talking like a good, you know, 12 years ago. So uh, nothing came of that. By the time I got to Arizona, that's where it was like, okay, there's an open mic. I've tried doing this a couple of times. Let me just keep doing it consistently and see what happens. But no, I it, I don't have the standard. People thought I was funny. You should do it. And I had the, I, I see a vision and mm-hmm. I, I think I can be great at this. And it took a lot of years, but uh, now now I'm here. Very good. Do you still get nervous sometimes in oh, front of the crowds? Absolutely. Now, now certain shows I don't get that nervous. Like if I do an open mic, not not at all. But most shows, and I think that's just a sense of you caring and, and really wanting this to go well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's always some type of jitter or some type of I want to make sure I am at my best for for this show. So mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. You have this unique ability to bring just an energy to the room. So we didn't know each other. And we went to a, uh, what, what do they call the after hours? Like, after hours spot. Yeah. 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 And uh, we, we were chatting and you were talking about doing comedy. And Brooke, my wife, was like, we should have you do the comedy, or have a comedy <laughs> routine for our son's graduation party. Because like, who does comedy yeah, for a graduation so party? Fun. So uh, you agreed to that and then uh, started listening to some of, the, some of your stuff and it's been it's been really interesting and, and you know just just checking things out as you're as you're doing better and bigger things it's pretty it's pretty interesting so talk about the big thing that just happened oh um 
Yeah, but before I do, like, let me just say your wife is amazing, <laughs> and I appreciate her so much. We we got to talking about just doing different types of shows, and that's what this year has been a lot for me. Um, I say this a lot. Twenty twenty two is is what twenty twenty was was on pace to be. So um, I've added I've added some very interesting shows. I've I just performed for uh, the teachers and faculty at my Lake Mills school. I did an after prom. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was crazy. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, and yeah. these high school kids, they were into it. So <laughs> part of the resume was building just more shows that weren't just de- you know necessarily your stand-up. And I wanted to clean it up a little bit to let everybody know I can do clean, and I can do PG-13, and then if we want to get dirty. I can do that <laughs> yeah. right now. So, the, uh, the biggest thing that just happened in my life was I released my second comedy album here in Iowa. Uh, it was at Des Moines comedy club called Teehee's Comedy Club and it went number one on Amazon and iTunes which is spectacular. I am second uh, I'm the second comedian to do that in the state of Iowa. That's so awesome. Was, that uh, gives me goosebumps. That's yeah. crazy. It, it was it was amazing. I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I could, I could brag about me all day but uh, <laughs> what makes it so spectacular for me is it was it's an independent album. So I don't have an agency. I don't have a record company behind me. It's, it's completely... Uh, done all all through me and but here here's the thing i really i did re- this is my second album so my first album i released it in 2020 recorded it here in mason city iowa at the mason city community theater sold out crowd it went it went fantastic then the world shut down so yeah. <laughs> and it was my first album i had no idea what to do so there were so many growing pains and failure with the first album what by the time we got to album number two, I think I had a great greater idea of what to do and how to do it. So I put it out and, and I'm experiencing some success. Well, good. Good. That was another question that I was gonna have too, is kind of with COVID and everything. How has that changed? I mean, that's probably been a really significant downer. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. It it wasn't crazy bad at first. I think I so I don't know what you guys' experiences was with COVID. Mine was like, okay, this this too shall pass, you yeah. know. And then, you know, a couple months go by, and you know, all the toilet paper was gone. I'm like, what's happening? Like, can we talk about what's going on? And you know, my kids are always there, and so it was like it got to a point. I think during the mid summer where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get out of the house no matter what, and. Slowly but surely, I think things kind of got back to normal. And we're not there yet, but we're getting there. However, what I learned is, and here's the biggest lesson of the last two years, it can be taken away. So appreciate what you have right now. Do as much as you can right now, because at the drop of a dime, we don't know what else is next. Yeah, so, monkeypox. Yeah, that's that's just... <laughs> It's so silly to me. Like, if I go out through monkeypox, don't you know? (laughs) Lie on my tombstone. Say something else. (laughs) (laughs) Something every year. Like, what was it? Like the hornets or the wasps? Remember the killer wasps or something? Yeah. Like, gosh. There is always something. That's for sure. (laughs) So you had mentioned your kids. Tell us. Tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, So we we are a family of five now, and. We have three children. We, <laughs> my favorite is the baby. Okay, <laughs> we have we have two boys and a girl. I love the girl. Um, we named all of our kids after celebrities. So we have a <laughs> we have a Drake named after the artist. Me and my wife went to a concert in Tucson, Arizona. Drake just sound right. 
Kyrie Irvin. Uh, we, so we have a middle son named Kyrie after the basketball player. And our baby girl name is Kobe. Um, oh, I love that. It, not, not necessarily after the late great um, basketball player. However, we just always wanted to, we wanted to name our daughter Kobe. In each pregnancy, like they, we, it may be a girl, it may be a girl, and it wasn't. And even this last one, <laughs> my wife paid like an extra fifty dollars to one of these agencies to tell you early, like, oh, you're gonna have a boy or girl, like after the second week or something. They were wrong. They told us we were gonna have a boy, and we were like, we're just gonna name him Kobe regardless. And then we went to a real doctor, <laughs> and they did the real stuff, and it was like, no, it's a girl. So we we feel very blessed to complete this. You know, trifecta, I guess. And uh, I got snipped after that. So I'm done and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm hanging it up. Okay. <laughs> so, so I am retired. But no, I uh, love my kids. They're great. I talk a lot about them. Um, my middle child for a very long time. I called him my ugly baby. I sold T-shirts and merchandise oh, God. because he's he's he wasn't attractive. Like <laughs> when you have a first kid and they're like a Gerber baby and you have a second kid. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this one. Like we almost went on Maury. I, uh, my, my wife would put pictures of my middle child on Facebook and I was the one that reported them. I'm like, don't show this to people. Like, why are you doing this? So, and, uh, you know, the oldest child is he's so artsy and sensitive and uh, he's horrible at sports. So I talk about that. And the baby, I just I don't know what I don't know what to think yet. She's she's almost two and I'm. She's almost like the ringleader. So I'm, I'm trying to figure her out, but she, yeah. you know, she, she's calling the shots right now. What are the ages of the other two? So uh, the oldest is almost 10, four, and almost two. Okay. So you have, you have a busy house. Yeah. You know, it's, well, that's what happened when you moved back to North Iowa. There yeah, was nothing, nothing we, to do. <laughs> we, had, we had the one kid. I'm like, let's make more babies. <laughs> so, so we made two more babies, including the pandemic baby, I guess is what, what people are calling yeah. it. And, yep. uh, yeah. So that's, that, that's what, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I have a four year old daughter and a one and a half year old son. And oh gosh, my son is just so mean. Like <laughs> people think I'm being mean when I say that. I'm like, really? No, he really honestly is an a-hole. Like he's naughty he's gonna be in the hospital multiple times for broken bones he will just rip hair out of my daughter <laughs> he tries to slap right now and stuff and then he'll look at you and be like i love you i'm like oh <laughs> i love you too you're perfect <laughs> after just complaining about him but girls are so much easier than boys i think i would definitely agree with that yeah my daughter was way easier in until way, she turned 13 in what way? yeah then in they swap are they, they swap. easier like my daughter you know i have flashbacks coming back now on like snapchat and stuff <laughs> oh, okay. and it's like gosh she was so smart like why are you so stupid <laughs> But I mean, she was like, like I could say, what does a cow say? What does a dog? You know, she just like picked things up really easily. Mm. Potty training. She picked up easily. My son, I try to get him off the bottle and stuff. And he still will not sleep unless he has a bottle when he's going to bed at night. And it's like, how, he's going to be like 13 sucking on an apple. <laughs> you know, it's like. I don't know. He just, he's a lot harder to just break of things and teach him things. He's very stubborn. Whereas like everything's been really easy with my daughter. I would say she's definitely more emotional and my son is going to be better at sports and stuff. He's just very into that. And my daughter, it's kind of a lot of pushback on okay. that, but yeah, I don't know. She's just easier in a lot of ways. <laughs> Where would you add? So I think 
my daughter just listens to us better. You know, we're like, Hey, go get your room clean. And she'll be like, Oh, okay. I'll go clean my room. And my son will say that, I don't know, 782 times. Yeah. And it's still super filthy, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> I got stuff to do, I'm, you know? Yeah. And, it's like trying to get things through to them. Yeah. It's like, they don't listen at all. Right. Um, so there's that, uh, my son, my daughter's an extrovert and a morning person like I am. Mm. And my son is an introvert and hey, he's kind of actually kind of a morning person as well. But, uh, I'm like, hey, let's go do this. And and my daughter's like, okay. And my son's like, no. You know? So, <laughs> I don't know. Just a lot of that. You're just I think Kaylin is a lot more like me and, and Colton's mm-hmm. a lot more like Brooke. So Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, my daughter, she calls the shots right now. Like she spazzes out, she screams, and I don't know about you as parents. The my children screaming and crying does nothing to me. Like it, it's like armor. Like it it bounces right off. My wife can't stand it. Oh, I'm so like way. when my daughter screams and yells and you, it, my daughter doesn't like the word no. Like you tell her no, she starts spazzing out and my wife just, she melts. Like she just doesn't know how to deal with it. Did you experience any of that with the younger kids? And was there an age where that, that changed? Or are you probably still going through it a little bit? My daughter listens so well. I could <laughs> tell her no. And it's like, I mean, maybe like two, three times. And then by the third time, I'm like, knock it off like i will beat you in front of all these people okay again. hey i'm with yeah. you <laughs> like it's like you better li- like listen to me the first time the second time you know there's some leeway third time i'm annoyed listen to you know but it's rare we get to the third time you know mm-hmm. but my son has the meltdown mm. and so i think i remember it was probably closer to three that my daughter was just like perfect like communication was mm. so much better like she could tell me what was going on or what she felt she was sick and so it was so nice at that turning point there because i'm like oh my god what's wrong you're sniffling because <laughs> i can't tell you you know if, if, if you don't know this about cash she's a hypochondriac oh, yeah. as well like, like totally her kids I go to the doctor think... four times yeah. a week um they are sick every time too. <laughs> but it's true <laughs> no i i like straight up panic about everything landon's got a rash on his face right now that's still not going away and then i took him to the doctor on monday and then we were camping it was getting worse and i was like oh my god what if it gets to his eyes and then he gets blind and like that's literally what's going through my head and my husband's like you're crazy stop talking and it's so I, eczema relax yeah. <laughs> right? well it's actually a yeast that's so, that's that's gross. Yeah, it is gross. And it's because of the drool. <laughs> it is gross. It's because of the drool on his chin. And then they were telling me to put Aquaphor on it. So I'm putting Aquaphor on it, which is just moisture. And then mm-hmm. we were outside camping the whole time. So it's mm-hmm. just getting worse. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to go blind. <laughs> I'm like freaking out. And it's just down here on his chin. <laughs> it's like this big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a stretch. My my wife has, has very... Very bad ex- ex- anxiety. I was gonna say eczema. <laughs> <laughs> what does she do for it? <laughs> and you know, I've I've been dealing with that for oh so long, and I get the idea. Yeah. But we just see. So, so one of our things were we were just we we had different upbringings, different backgrounds. She's she's a white woman from a small town. I'm a black man from Detroit, and so like our parenting styles were very different with the first kid. Now we're like mm, whatever, you yeah. know. So. <laughs> So I, I again I, I I applaud you for being there and caring because 
maybe that's the dynamic. It's one of the parents has to kind of go over the top, and the other one's like, yeah, they'll walk it off. So I'm yeah. I'm a walk it off dad. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's kind of funny because my husband does have anxiety, but he deals better with it, like a lot better than I do. But then at some point, I can start convincing him that the sky is falling. <laughs> So then by the end of it, we're all like, ah, (laughs) freaking out. (laughs) So I'm very much the rub the dirt on it type of guy too. And uh, we were, we were going for a bike ride and Kaylin, you know, they have those pillars on the, to keep cars off in East Park on the bike paths in East Park. Mm -hmm. Well, Kaylin looks back and talks to us and she like runs into this pillar and she's like, I think I broke my arm. And I'm like, you're fine. Just get back on your bike, you know? And listeners can't see this, but she lifts up her arm and her arm's like, dangling down i'm like <gasps> oh yikes yeah. yeah we need to go to the emergency room right now <laughs> oh my god and, and... i'll bike you there <laughs> <laughs> I drop my runner there <laughs> yeah so so after that i i definitely uh every every time my kids crash or something i'm like are you sure you're okay that's dirt you're fine gotcha. you know gotcha. but uh yeah the broken arm thing i was like <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're in the we're kind of like in the in the middle of summer now, and I, I'm assuming you got some shows coming up, and and what's your what's your schedule looking like? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a great. I like, I, like, <laughs> I like how you brought it in. Oh, <laughs> no, so I've been very blessed this this year, but this summer specifically with some of the things that I have going on uh, tonight. I'm 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 producing my third ladies' night, so I do this monthly show at Mason City Brewing that I've been doing for. Over five years, and it's been it's been a it's been a it's been a beautiful it's been a beautiful room. So when you do comedy in North Iowa and you do comedy the way that I do it, which is you know high level, premium, big city, and a small town, and you get the reception that I've gotten, it makes me feel like okay, I'm doing I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This particular night is so I tried to do a ladies' night. Uh, <laughs> Twice before. The first time, um, a bunch of ladies signed on, and they all canceled. So by the time we did the show, it was me and two ladies doing 90 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it again. And I I did it again. (laughs) So a bunch of ladies on the lineup and a bunch of cancellations, and it came down to just me and two other ladies. This time, because of my relationships that I've grown and how comedy has actually kind of grown a little bit in in the area... I have some local talent. I have some some ladies that are traveling, and we're doing more than just comedy. So it's going to be poetry, comedy, music, amateur hour where you know these young ladies have never been on stage before, and then some seasoned comedians. And I get to just walk up and bring them up, and then sit down and enjoy the show, which I've never done in the five years. I'm either hosting or running around or so on and so forth. So very excited about that. Um, I would say the three biggest things that I'm looking forward to, and I got some I got some shows lined up, which I'm very happy about. Uh, Rag Rye, uh, I get to uh, MC the main stage there, and that is, you know, like I circle it on my calendar. You know, like I'm I'm excited about. It. I've been telling everybody. I've been sitting down with some some newspapers, and uh, I've been telling them about it. And uh, I cannot wait for that because it's it's going to be fantastic and i hear registered is about seventeen thousand now eighteen thousand five hundred jeez like that's, that's awesome yep. that's so and that's small. just no. reg- <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> that's just registered riders so, so, so there's people that jump on too right yeah yeah, yeah. and there's going to be people because 
for, exactly in town. So people yeah. just coming. It yeah. should be around thirty thousand people is what we're expecting. That is insane. It, that's awesome. That's gonna be massive. Um, the the biggest show that I've done, or as far as having a crowd, was when I was at Surf a couple years ago for a private event. We had seven hundred and fifty, and that was massive, right? So. You know, you start talking about thousands. You know, we're, we're signing autographs. Yeah, and, you know, that's awesome. It's going to be great. Um, I'll also be playing The Music Man, which I haven't played The Music Man since I've been in North Iowa on the 30th. So, Ragbri is the 27th of July, 30th. Uh, I'll be at Music Man. And a particular... Okay, in my head, I was thinking, like, so you're a musician, you're... too? <laughs> <laughs> well, I w- just because The Music yeah. Man's on Broadway, I was like, yeah. you're going to Broadway? I know. You're playing it. What do you play on? I guess I should (laughs) Music Man Square, which is. I mean, it's really there's a there's a Grammy there. Yeah, it's it's a historic uh, room, and and I'm I'm very interested to to play it. Wow, you're a man of. (laughs) And then uh, September third, I am producing and I'm pulling on a show at the Diamond Joe Casino. That's gonna be pretty massive for me. Awesome. I saw I saw Stebo. At uh, Diamond Joe, yeah, he's just this like straight comedy. Yeah, you guys remember Steve O from Jackass? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he's coming. He's coming to town. Oh, I reached out it? to him to see if I can uh, open for him. He's like, I bring my own openers, which I thought was cool that he responded yeah. to me, you know, via Twitter. But yeah, he'll be he'll be uh, he'll be here next month. Okay. Well, he'll be in Clear Lake. Yeah, uh, next month. So. He did, he did a really good show. It was it was fun. Yeah, I think I've been to one comedy show out there, and I can't remember who it was. But Bill Burr. Who? Bill Burr. No. He's, I can't remember. He, that dude's his intense. Name. Burr, Burr is great. He's one of the he's one of the greatest comedians right now working. And uh, yeah, he was he was at uh, the Surf a couple years ago, and I was fortunate to see him. Nice. I, I was with Marlon Wayans at at the Diamond Joe Casino 2017, and you know Marlon Wayans is like this big megastar, and I was like, I got to get on this show, and I was able to do a guest spot, and nothing came of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens when you do comedy. Sometimes you think you work with a big name, and you you know they'll they'll make you famous, and not so much. So I haven't been at Diamond Joe since 2017, and I'm I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Um. Do you feel like comedy has gotten like Are you nervous about some of like the jokes that you may do? I feel like like with the climate, like with yeah, the political just, climate yeah, and just stuff like, like everything's so sensitive right now. Like, are you just nervous about that, or do you get nervous about that? Uh, not anymore. Believe it or not, I think where I'm at right now, I'm just more comfortable mm-hmm. in, in my skin and in my ability where I find it more important to talk about some of the things that I talk about now mm-hmm. more than before. So when I first moved out here, oh, we, you know, we fast forward to 2017. I was, ooh, I can't talk about that. I can't say this. And I, I really, I really uh, look back at that time and. Uh, I have these conversations with myself like, man, I, I really wish I would have just went in for it. Um, mm-hmm. You have to learn that no matter what the state of the country is or the climate, these things are always going to be issues. They're yeah. going to be hot button topics and someone's not going to like this. And someone's so you just you just have to do you. You have mm-hmm. to be true to the art, true to yourself. Uh, trust the process. That That's where I'm at. I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting God. And I'm just believing what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. So. Um, I think there's, there's, you know, artsy ways to do it. Like you just want to go on stage and start saying a bunch of craziness. But, um, I think if you have a particular message that you're trying to convey and that, that you're trying to, you know, joke about, like, I think there's a smart way to mix it all so that it comes from a a place of, 
honesty and 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 you're not necessarily trying to offend or you know like piss people off that's what i i like to do i like to just live in a place where these are important topics to me and things that i want to talk about and things that i want to say and here's how i want to do it yeah just just so you don't have one of those keep my wife's name out your mouth like, moments. It's coming. <laughs> like, don't invite Will Smith and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's coming. I, <laughs> you know, I, 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 when that all happened, mm-hmm. I, I went around to a bunch of different places and talked about, you know, what's your opinion? You're a comedian. And and I, I'm not team Will Smith and I'm not team Chris Rock, which people are like, how can you not? This is going to sound crazy. I'm team slap, okay? I feel like sometimes... As we get older, you just got to slap somebody so that they understand the do's and don'ts of life. Was he wrong? Absolutely. But I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can agree with that. So I'm obsessed with The Office. I just oh. think it's so funny. Yes. And American version? Yeah. 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 And um, I listened. They have a podcast, too. And they said that if The Office was made nowadays, they like they wouldn't be able to air it, they don't think just because people would probably take offense to a lot of the jokes and stuff that they have on there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. We, we live in a politically correct and incorrect, you know, genre where social media and the public opinions mm-hmm. opinion is so, like, heavy heavy and rooted in, like, you can't say this, you, you can't say that. And that's terrible. Yeah. One of the best parts of where I am and what I'm doing is I'm not famous enough. Okay, so... Yeah. <laughs> I can I can do these things and I can say these things and and even when I get to that point then that's when you start to yeah you know make better decisions but no we we live in you know Eddie Murphy is one of my my favorite comedians and Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy has two of the greatest stand up shows or or specials of all time and his subject matter could not be talked about today yeah um, and he's actually apologized like whoa like I was nineteen. That's what I felt, and that's what I thought, and it's just—it's still hilarious. So yes, we live in a—we live in a world where what what you got away with back then, you got away with. Now you just have to figure out how to not necessarily still try to get away with it, mm-hmm. but give the same message, tell the same jokes, but try to offend less. Yeah, yeah. And office is hilarious. Oh my gosh, I love it so. Every yeah. everything in my life, I'm always like. Oh, there's an office episode for that. <laughs> I'm that way with Parks and Rec. I oh, I also Parks love Parks and Rec. I just watched Rec. Parks and Rec for the first time this year. Okay. Did you binge, like binge it? Yeah, of course. Oh, That's okay. the only yeah. one to watch. Yeah. I love Parks and Rec yeah. too. Yeah. I don't know. The office is just so much better though. I mean, there's literally at our office even, I want to make a video just saying our uh, like our agents and who they remind us of like the office edition. You know what I mean? Our office has been doing a pretty pretty cool uh tiktok i mean they're doing three or four tiktoks a week now wow. and it's it's pretty fun yeah it's, it is really fun and yeah. everyone's getting into it yesterday yeah, i we saw did... Dodie was in it yeah a broker yesterday you missed it because we slapped each other with tortilla shells with water in your mouth yep did you guys actually do the water in your mouth too yeah oh that's awesome yeah ray slapped karen so hard in the face that his tortilla shell went flying yeah my <laughs> wife showed me those videos i'm like no we're not doing that okay <laughs> <laughs> No, you can get a white man. You can do this together. <laughs> Y'all can slap each other. I'm not. Nope. <laughs> so getting back to your album on iTunes, uh, let's talk about, so it, it's kind of based like a CD, right? There's different tracks on it. And, yes. And uh, so kind of give us a, give us a deep dive into that a little bit. 
as I, as I mentioned, the first album that I, I recorded in 2020, I didn't know what I was doing. So I did one show, one take. You make mistakes. You just have to try and edit them out or keep them. So when I watch the, you know, it, it's a special, the, the first album. When I watch or listen to the first album, I'm like, ooh, you know, there's some cringe moments because I knew I messed up on a joke or I felt like, ooh, I could have, I could have did that better. The second album, I was, I was, you know, I, I was a little bit more strategic. I did two shows. And the reason why it's called Site B is because it's kind of like a, an extension of the first album. Like, what could I had done differently? What jokes did I sort of mess up on that I, I really, or maybe that I forgot? There are some punchlines that I just completely forgot. And so I, I, I recorded and did the first show, and the first show went so well that I didn't do any jokes for the, for the late show. And the late show turned out to be um, very great. Uh, there was complete crowd work, riffing, some outrageous moments that were not planned, and it was just a beautiful piece of art. So the, <laughs> the, the album is compiled of the first show and the late show put together. It's about 15 tracks, and it's, it's, it's my best piece of work. And uh, it it's for the mature audience. It's it's definitely not a you know a clean album in in any facet. But it's it's honest. It's personal. I you know I, I kind of open up a little bit more than I did on the first album. And I just go for it. Like I go for the joke. So um, I hope people enjoy it because it's it's it, you know it's <laughs> when I did the first album. I just put it out like oh people will buy it and they'll support me. This this album I really want to hear feedback. Like I want it to reach as many people as possible. I told people don't pre-order the album if you're not going to listen to it. Don't buy the album if you're not going to listen to it. I really want you to give it a listen and let me know what you think. And it's not for everybody. And I understand that because that's, that's just comedy, but uh, I'm, I'm very proud of this. That's awesome. It's a huge accomplishment. So if, if somebody wants to find your album on iTunes, how do they find it? You can search by name or or the album. I think it's probably the easiest, which is Peace of Mind, Side B. Or you can search Day Peace. Um, typically, they both kind of come up. But yeah, iTunes, uh, if you want to purchase the album, it's iTunes, Amazon.com, or Bandcamp, which is an artist-friendly uh, site. Or you can stream it. It's streaming everywhere. So your Spotify listeners, your Tidal, your Amazon Music, your Apple you can you can absolutely stream it. I don't make as much money when you stream it, but uh, I, I always still appreciate it. So <laughs> definitely not PG thirteen, just from the track titles. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> what are the t- can you say some? Can, I don't know if you can. Uh, there's there's at least four tracks that you cannot you can't mention. Just even Doctor Cosby is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> As they search the titles, yeah, that that's probably one of the the trickiest challenges is naming the the tracks because as as a comedian you have your bits like oh I'm going to talk about Bill Cosby, but then what is the track called and how do you you know make something attractive enough where people may click on and and how does it tell the story? So we went with Dr. Cosby because you got to give him his his credit because he is a doctor, but. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, he is. But um, I'm I'm not a fan, and you know I, I talk about it on the on a the doctor track. of what? Uh, I, I don't know. Doctor of love. Doctor um, of love. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, I, I researched it when I was uh, 
that's why I called him doctor. I researched it. He went to, I want to say Harvard. But uh, he got his doctorate in something. And hmm. again, well-deserved. He'd done some very positive things, but he also did some not positive things. And uh, <laughs> right? uh, I wanted to talk about it. So, <laughs> yeah. So just like our podcast, all you listeners out there, liking, subscribing, and actually making a comment really helps. So if you if you download by uh, Peace of Mind Side B, make sure you leave a comment, leave a like on iTunes or whatever platform you get this from, because that that, uh, that I helps. I put a link too. Perfect. Like when I post it. Yeah. Um. So it's just uh, it's important important oh, part. Doctor of Education. Okay. Oh, okay. I, lo- I love that man. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got a doctorate in there. He went to the University of Massachusetts. I don't know if I said that. Massachusetts. State. Massachusetts. <laughs> that massive place. That massive. <laughs> that massive. <laughs> <a> massive place. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's a, that's a great what's name to have. Um, you know, in education. So again, he get, he gets his credit for that. Thank you, sir. I love you guys work around the clock. You guys don't stop. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the listeners can uh, can download your album. Uh, are you on socials and stuff? How, how do people get a hold of you if they want you to do a show like like Brooke and I? Perfect. Uh, you can for for booking it. I just put out my email, which is comedian day day d a y d a y at gmail. All socials. You can either find me day piece comedy or comedian day day. Um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm on everything from Twitter to Instagram. I, I'm on TikTok, but I got banned twice. I mean, that's another story. Okay? <laughs> but I, I'm back on TikTok now. And, uh, you know, you, you can find me that way. I feel like people always get banned. Yeah, I've never been banned. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what you're doing on TikTok. I've, I've never, never been, banned. been banned. But everyone always says that. Like people I follow. They're like, oh, oh, twice. Yeah. yeah. And one thing before we, before we cut, uh, Day piece is that is that a stage name or is that your actual name? Oh, we get exclusives here. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So my, the people want to know. My first, my <laughs> they're begging for it. <laughs> my first name is Daylin, but it's spelled wrong. So, <laughs> so my mother, who was on drugs when she when she had me, uh, named me uh, after Bob Dylan. I guess they saw his name on the screen in the hospital and just like, that's a cool, that's a cool name. We're going to name our son Dalen. And so my name is spelled D Y L A N, not Dalen. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've gone 37 years having to correct everybody and, and, you know, go through that when I'm in school, like, Hey, Dylan peace. No, it's Dalen. Like, no, it's not spelled like that. Okay. Yeah. So I've gone through that so much. By the time I left Detroit, I was like, let me just go by day. It's it's kind of like the short version of you know mm-hmm. a bunch of names and you know Tim and Timothy. So I'm like, let me just go by day, and and that that just became the name. So Day Peace, uh, but my real name is Daylin Peace. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your day to come come chat with us. Uh, super excited about all of your ventures and 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 the progression. It's been super fun to watch, and look forward to more. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it, and I love you guys' feet. Ha, 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 ha